0: Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Welcome back today. I want to share with you how we can bend reality because I already know you have some major goals that you want to achieve, but it feels like you just run out of time every damn day am I right or am I right? Because I can relate. And so I wanted to share this episode with you to help you actually have greater output, like achieve way more goals in way less time. But I also want to unpack the psychology behind it, because if you embody just these three things that I'm going to share with you, it will quite literally change your life. It's going to make things A whole lot easier as you navigate growing your business, but also it's going to give you a whole ton of time back to spend with loved ones, to spend with family, to actually relax and rest for once, to go to the beach or whatever it is that you want to do. But I already know you're not here to just play small and not hit those major goals. So we're going to do both and these tools are really going to help you get there. I've always been someone who kind of does things big and fast. And the number one question I always get asked is how do you do so much, Jess? Like, I do not understand how you're pumping out that much stuff, launching, releasing programs, selling, working with clients, all the shebang. And while it looks like I'm pumping out a ton on the outside, like I definitely am, I'm also not willing to sacrifice my life or my sanity just to choose success either. So we really need to be able to bend what most people think is reality and what most people want to tell you is realistic to achieve in one day. I'm going to unpack with you how exactly I do this because right now I am working behind the scenes on my nationwide book tour with me and two assistants. We do not have a whole tour team. We do not have have a whole events team. We do not have a whole marketing team. It is me and two assistants planning a nationwide book tour. Now, have you ever planned a wedding or been involved in a wedding? Most people take one to two years to plan one wedding, right? Now imagine that, times it by four, and then make all of those interstate, not even in the location that I'm in, and cram it all into probably the past four weeks. We have planned an entire nationwide book tour. And by the way, you're invited, so stay tuned because we're going to open that up very, very soon. And I'm coming to Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, and Perth. So we're going to hang out and have a whole lot of fun. But I'm doing that behind the scenes. At the same time, my publisher decided that we needed to Jig the entire format of my book 30. 30- thousand plus words, reformatting the entire thing in the span of about two weeks so that we can make it the best manuscript to bring you the best book possible. So I've been reworking an entire manuscript. Plus I've been locking in extra speaking events. I'm running another event in March here in Perth. I'm also currently running my business as usual, which looks like weekly podcast episodes here that I plan out, record and deliver for you. I'm running two masterminds behind the scenes, serving my clients on the deepest, most personal level. Plus I have some private clients that I love working with and running my heck yes membership as well. Honestly, imagine all of that. And that's just in the past couple of weeks. This is not even a year's worth of work. Plus... I am also on top of all of that planning an international wedding in the Maldives, which I am so excited about, but just imagine that's actually the easy part. Let me tell you, (laughs) planning an international actual wedding is easier than all the rest of it. But what I want to say is even though that might've sounded overwhelming as I was listing out every single thing, While I have moments where I feel overwhelmed, I shift out of it damn fast. And in all honesty, I do not feel one ounce of burnout at all. I've still been going to the beach on weekdays. I've still been relaxing, enjoying my reality TV and tomorrow I'm actually heading off on a three-day midweek vacation with my fiance Chris in amongst all that. So how the hell do I output all of this without my brain exploding in the process? I know you're wondering, I've got to tell you how. Now here's the deal, time is fixed. So how do we actually achieve more? Because everyone has the same exact amount of time in the day and while we know that, you've heard it, it's like we still keep striving for more. We're looking for more time and most people are trying to Manage their time better. I'm going to tell you it's not time because time is fixed. You cannot get less time, you cannot get more time. And so instead of looking and trying to manage something that we actually have no control over, we actually need to look inwards at what we can control. That is your first step. So take note. <laughs> time is external. We can't control it. We get 24 hours in the day. Once time is passed, We can never get it back. We can't replenish more of it. Whereas energy, our energetic capacity is an internal resource we can control it. We can monitor it. We can understand it. And it is variable. There are days where you maybe have less energy than other days. And so we can have less, we can have more. And so if we look at trying to work on our output, work on our incredible goals from a standpoint of let me work on me internally first, that is when magic starts to happen. That is where we get to bend reality. So I want you to think of it this way. Your energetic capacity is basically what you have the capacity for each day. So I want you to imagine energetic capacity is kind of like a balloon. And the more it fills up with things to think about, with things to do, it gets pretty full. And at one point or another, it feels like it's about to pop, it's about to explode. And that is where overwhelm comes in. On those days where you feel overwhelmed, just think about all the things that you were holding energy for. All of the things on your to-do list, all the things you should be doing, your friends, your family, people need things from you. It's energy. It's got nothing to do with time. And so what we actually need to do is reduce the things you're carrying around in your mind, taking up brain space, taking up energetic capacity. We need to reduce all the things that do not need to be in there so you can fill that balloon with more of the good stuff, more of the stuff that you actually want to get done, like those big dreamy goals, working towards those illogical fantasy land stuff that you have your dreams set on. Now, sticking with this balloon metaphor, another way we can actually enhance our energetic capacity is by growing the balloon, getting a bigger balloon with more capacity. Therefore, we can put more stuff in it and we actually don't get overwhelmed at all. Maybe you can think back to a time in the past where you know that what you're doing right now would have overwhelmed the hell out of you. But right now you're managing it pretty well. That's where I'm at right now. The stuff that I'm doing right now, if I I tried to do that seven. 10 years ago, where I had zero confidence, where I wanted to be an introvert, where I didn't want anyone to know I existed, this would have exploded my brain. But right now I can hold it. And that's because I have grown my energetic capacity. So the way that we can grow it is by building our resilience and also mastery. So when something becomes automatic for you, of course, we need less energy. We need less consideration. We need less thinking. We have less overwhelm. We have less self-doubt. We have less questioning, less anxiety. Of course, then that same task is going to take up less energetic capacity because you've mastered it. It now becomes automatic. You don't have to think about it as much. And the biggest way to build your resilience and energetic capacity is to get out of your comfort zone consistently, to challenge yourself, to learn new things, to learn new skills, to grow your capacity. So the two ways we can really maximize our output, bend reality in terms of achieving our goals is reducing the things that are taking up our energetic capacity in that balloon, and two, grow our capacity. Now, today I want to really focus on how we can actually just reduce the things that are taking up your energy. But you can even still start to think about like, how can I build that resilience? How can I build that mastery so that I can hold more as well? Now, I've got three things that are going to help you reduce whatever's taken up that space in your balloon. Because the more space you have in that balloon, the more you can put the actual things that you want to happen in there and take up space with those. So number one, let's get straight into it. Number one is fast action. The quicker you take action on the things, the less energy it requires. If you're sitting on a decision, even if you're not actively or consciously thinking about it, guess what? Your subconscious has to hold on to it until you decide. Your subconscious and your mind cannot file away information or memories until it has a closed loop. That's why Netflix hooks you in because it opens up a loop and then you're like, damn it, now I have to watch the next episode. It's the same with your mind if you start to make a decision, but you don't actually make the decision, it is holding on to that decision or that action until you can close the loop. So the best thing you can do rather than carrying around that energy of that decision all damn day, decide quickly, take fast action and you close a loop and it's move on. And then there's space for something else to take up that energetic capacity. For me, how this plays out is just making fast decisions, but also if I see an email pop-up or if I'm on Instagram doing my daily Instagramming and I see a DM pop-up in that moment, and I've started to read it, I will reply then and there. I don't care if someone thinks I'm replying in 0.5 seconds and it looks like desperate or whatever, right? I am going to reply straight away, whether I've seen that email or that DM. Now that does not mean I'm sitting on my emails or DMs all day waiting for someone to reply so I can reply to them straight away. That's not the vibe. But if you've seen it come through, you might as well reply. Or sometimes on those emails where you've seen it, and maybe it's a difficult email. You know those ones where you're like, oh, that feels hard. I'll sit on it. I'll do it later. What I would recommend to do, draft the reply, especially if it's like an emotional email. Sometimes we have those come through. Draft the reply. Save it in your drafts because what that does is it removes the energy, the thought process, everything from your mind, puts it into your drafts, sit on it. Don't send the email when you're in a heightened emotional state because then we end up regretting stuff and saying things we don't mean. So I recommend do that. Save it in the drafts. Go away, sleep on it. But by sleeping on it, you're no longer thinking about what should I say? Should I say it in these words? Should I not? Because you've already drafted it. And in the morning, you can review it and then move on. So by taking fast action in the moment, you are going to reduce so much mental capacity that you're holding for these decisions that do not need to be there. My number one rule is if it takes five minutes or less, I do it right then and there. Don't put it on your damn to-do list because by the time you've written it on your to-do list, you could have pretty much done the task itself. So like, let's not double handle stuff. Let's just action it straight away. Take that fast action. Another reason why we maybe don't take fast action or we put off doing things is because we make it feel harder than it needs to be. Where are you currently making things feel harder than they need to be? Maybe there's a task that you've been overthinking. Maybe there's something that you've been wanting to do for a while, but you haven't yet done it. And the more time that passes, it feels harder and harder to start it, right? You know what I'm talking about. But again, until we take action on it, guess what we're doing? We're overthinking, we're sitting in perfectionism, we're sitting in procrastination and all of these drain out energy. But if you just do it, whether it works out or not, you no longer have to carry that energy around. And guess what? Even in the worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. Now you have learnings. Now you've built resilience. Now you have actually still built your energetic capacity. Either way, you reduce the energy you're taking up or either way you build your capacity to hold more. So take fast action. That is number one. Number two, get the bigger tasks out of your damn mind. Now, not everything is going to be able to be action in five minutes. Not everything is going to be action at that exact time and moment because we cannot do everything and anything all at once. Again, our brain will probably explode, right? (laughs) So what I would say is if you have those bigger tasks, that you know you can't actually in those five minutes. What we still want to do is get it out of your mind. So whenever I start a new project, such as let's say my book tour, for example, guess what I do? I brain dump, I do not write plan book tour because guess what? Then my brain, while I'm trying to relax or go to the beach, is saying, hey, remember you've got to sort out catering. Oh, you've got to get a photographer. Or remember you've got to organize the drinks and um, ticket sales. And remember you've got to set a price for the ticket sales. And remember you've got to set up the sales page for the ticket sales. And do you see that? Do you see how that can easily play out? If I just wrote on my to-do list, plan the book launch, my brain says, hey, remember all these things. (laughs) And guess what? Until we get all those things out of our mind into an actual plan, our mind is going to continue to try and remember them. Even if you're not consciously thinking of them, they're swirling around there in your subconscious. It does not want to file it away because it needs to have instant recall. It needs to be able to bring it to the front of your mind at an instant to say, Hey, let's do this. So we need to get those bigger tasks out of our mind, I actually sit down and write down every single thing that I can think of in minute details. And that might take me 10 minutes. It might take me half an hour, depending on the size of the task, but that might be three months worth of work that I've just mapped out and written down on a list. Now my mind no longer has to say, Hey, remember that. And if it does say, Hey, Jess, remember that thing? I'll say, no worries. I've got it written down. And then instantly that energetic capacity is freed up again. One of my favorite tools for this is Todoist. It is T-O-D-O-I-S-T, all one word. And this is an incredible app. I know... You might love your beautiful planner that you get to write in it with your handwriting. But let me tell you, this is the key to unlocking your energetic capacity. So it's like, do you want to really put all your energy into rewriting your to-do list so it looks pretty? Or do you want to actually get some shit done and hit your goals sooner? I'm going to say you're going to choose option two. So Todoist, it's an incredible app. What I love about it is it syncs to your phone and your computer in real time. So when I'm out at the beach and my mind says, hey, Jess, remember that speech you're meant to be doing. Guess what? I do. I open the app, I put it straight in the app, and then my brain is free to relax completely. I no longer have to remember it. I no longer have to try and, you know, have all these thoughts swirling around my mind. And so I put it in there straight away. It syncs from my phone to my computer. I love it on the computer as well, because when I'm in work mode, when I'm at my desk, it's right there on my computer. I can see everything I need to do. And that's amazing. So the best part of Todoist is you can schedule tasks for certain Days. So if I had that thought, Jess, remember, you've got to write your speech. I would say, okay, great. You know what? It's not a priority this week. Let me put it for next Tuesday because I've got some capacity next Tuesday. I'll put it on next Tuesday. And so by putting it on next Tuesday, it means that when I open my app for today, I can see four things that I need to action on my to-do list. Right now, if I opened it, there's 96 things on my to-do list. Could you imagine if every single day I tried to reprioritize that and figure out what I want to be doing and then I'm doing things that are not really a priority and then I have to, it's just a lot to manage. So scheduling them on certain days, make sure that you, one, hit your deadlines, but two, You don't have to worry about it until you need to worry about it. And so I open up my app for today. I see four key things. If anything else pops in my mind, I can say, hey, Jess, brain, don't worry about it. It's scheduled on some day. I don't know what day. I don't care what day, but it's scheduled on a different day. And all I need to focus on today is these four things. This is how we plan less and do more. Number three is follow your energy bursts. Like don't force yourself to do something that you are just not feeling today, unless it is urgent and unless you're procrastinating, trying to avoid something. But if you're really feeling excited to work on a certain project, but you scheduled a different project in for the day, just swap them around. You know, as long as you're going to still hit the deadlines or whatever you need to do, follow where your energy is being drawn to. If you feel super lit up by something, then do it because you're going to be so much more productive doing that than trying to cram it into. To some other scheduled time later. And what I've noticed is our brains switch between doing energy like accounting or tax or emails and creative energy. And it actually takes time and energy to swap from your logical brain to your creative brain. And if you're trying to force creativity when you're very much in your logical flow, it is not going to work. It's going to take a hell of a lot longer. I'm sure you've sat there and tried to do a task and you're like, why is my brain not working today? It's probably because you're trying to force something that you're not tapped into. And so while we do need to sometimes just have that discipline and sit down and get that shit done, like I said at the first one, like fast action, let's just do it. If you've been putting it off, let's do it. Sometimes we get to follow those energy bursts. For me, sometimes when I'm feeling just super inspired, like an intuitive hit happens, I have written an entire sales page underpinned with deep consumer psychology in 15 minutes because it just came straight to me from my mind. And it was a spark of inspiration. Otherwise, if I tried to sit down and think, okay, it's on my to-do list, write a sales page today. It could easily take me three hours and I still would not be happy with it. So when we look at that 15 minutes versus three hours and a whole lot more energy, because I've got resistance towards it, it's not a vibe. So if you want to create a whole lot more flow, a whole lot more ease, follow those energy bursts where you really do feel excited and lit up by that item or that task and lean into it. To be honest, uh, the other day, I actually had a matcha in the afternoon, which I I do not usually do, and I've only done that twice ever. And I found myself at like 11 p.m., wide awake, buzzing with ideas. And I actually wrote the ideas for this podcast at 11.30 PM at night because they flew out of my brain. And if I didn't write them down in that moment, it took me about two minutes to write them down. Then my mind no longer had to hold on to it to try and remember it. And look, if your memory's anything like mine, you'd wake up in the morning. You're like, I don't even have a clue what the podcast gist was at all. I know I had a podcast idea, but I have no idea what it was. And then it's like, you've just totally lost it. Then I've got to sit down later and try and think, hmm, podcast idea, podcast idea. What do I want want? to say? What do I want to teach? It's not going to be easy. Another thing that I actually do to allow those energy bursts to flow is create a lot of spaciousness. If you're constantly cramming your brain with podcasts while you walk, multitasking every single minute of the day, consuming, 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 you never actually allow your brain space to have that intuitive hit, have that inspiration, have that spark, have that drive, have that excitement because it's so damn tired and all of your energy has been depleted. So allowing yourself space, go for a walk, without a podcast. Sit down and just like stare at a blank wall if you need to. Do your exercise without music sometimes, whatever you need to. But the more space you can allow your mind, the more of this energy bursts you're going to get and the more productive you're going to be. Plus you're going to be a whole lot more relaxed as well. And so I actually schedule in a lot of flow time in my days while I have a couple of meetings and a couple of client calls. In all honesty, it's probably max four hours a week. So the rest of the time is flow time for me to choose what I want to do. Basically on my energy burst, but also based on what I need to schedule and actually just sit down and do as well. So let's recap. Number one, fast action. Let's just get that done and no more overthinking. Number two, get the bigger tasks out of your mind. So whether you want to utilize Todoist, but either way we're going to reduce that energetic capacity. And number three, follow your energy burst because you're going to be a whole lot more productive and really collapse time around things that do not need to take three hours because you can get it done in 15 minutes and then go chill out. So although these might sound simple. These honestly are life-changing. I cannot tell you how many clients of mine I've worked with on this and they They have just skyrocketed their output, but also gained a ton more freedom, flexibility and just ease in life. Like we just want to be peaceful. We don't want a simple life because like we're here to achieve major things, but we want a level of peace, right? And we want a level of calm. And this is really going to change that for you. And so what I would recommend is choose one to focus on, really make it a habit, really be intentional about it over the next week or however many weeks that it takes to become a natural part of how you operate. Because trust me, when you do that, the impossible suddenly becomes possible and you're going to have a whole lot more time at the beach while kicking your bad ass goals. So I would love to hear how this has landed for you. Please do share it with someone who needs to hear it or share it on your social media and tag me at just alternate so I don't miss it. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with me. As always, I appreciate you so, so much and I'll see you next time. I hope this episode has brought you so much inspiration, igniting that fire under your butt and giving you some clarity to go and implement into your business right now, because without implementation, there is no reward. So if you have loved this episode, thank you for hanging out with me today. And if you would like to go deeper, I am updating my free trainings all of the time. The link is in the show notes and these are not your surface level free trainings. These are actual deep trainings that I share with my mastermind students. So if you would like to get some more guidance on your business, then click the link in the show notes and you can dive into some of my free trainings that I'm updating regularly. I'll see you on the next episode.